always wanted to travel the world? Well, good, because we're taking you on a one-of-a-kind world tour of Europe, North America, and the Middle East. Stopping off at Devo Team offices along the way. Excited yet? Get ready for this nine-country world tour across Denmark, the Middle East, Belgium, the Czech Republic, Spain, France, Mexico, Germany, and the UK. We'll hear from a Deva Team family member from each office who'll give us the lowdown on what it's like to be part of the Deva Team family, exciting projects Deva Team are working on, and what life is like in each individual country, the culture, the people, the spots to visit, and most importantly, where to go for the best food. Got your bags packed? Let's go! Welcome to Devo Team N Platform's Travelling Postcard Series. I'm Katie Flammen, and today we're heading to Denmark, specifically Aarhus. What we need is someone who knows all the hotspots for living your best life in Aarhus. Someone who knows the places for food, drink, music, art, the cool places only locals know. And luckily, we've got Emily joining me on today's podcast, who can share some of that local knowledge. Emily is a senior consultant at Devo Team and joined in January 2019. Hey, Emily, thanks for taking us on a tour of Denmark. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. So before we get going, I've got a few fun quickfire questions for you to help us get to know you better. So are you ready? Yeah, sure. Okay. Can you describe your Devo team office in just three words? Bright, motivating and hygge. Okay, I've heard that word before, but I don't really understand what it is. Can you tell us a bit more about it? Yeah, sure. So um, hygge or hyggeli is a Danish word that's best described by being like the feeling of coziness. So think about maybe having a cup of hot chocolate uh covered in blankets and having a nice time with friends. That's Hugo. So your office is bright, motivating and kind of cosy, hot chocolatey. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. And if you could work in any other Devo team office around the world, where would you choose and why? I would probably choose the UK, um, mainly because when I was a child, I lived in Henley. And also my dad and uh, his wife lives in uh, Hempstead. So that would be really nice to go back there. Visit your family at the same time. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Okay, really fast ones. Um, beach or slopes? Beach. And comedy or horror? Definitely comedy. Tea or coffee? Coffee. <laughs> Three things you like to do outside of work. I like to hang out with friends. I really like to eat nice foods, do a lot of that. And I go to the gym quite a lot. What's your favorite restaurant in Aarhus, Emily? I have quite a few favorite restaurants. Sometimes it's hard to choose, but if I had to choose one, it would probably be um, Classic 65, which is kind of a French bistro. They have an awesome steak tartare there. Sounds lovely. And what about some classic Danish dishes? Um, we're just trying to give our listeners a flavor of, of national dishes in the countries we're visiting. So is there anything you could share with us there? 
Yeah, well, Denmark has a lot of uh, good dishes. They're very hearty and with lots of kind of sauce or gravy. But one of my favorites is the um, tartaletta with hønsies bars, it's called <laughs> in Danish. So it's it's like a patty shell with a sauce where you've got some uh, chicken and some asparagus. Sounds lovely. Brilliant. Okay, we're nearly at the end of this. Which TV series or show are you watching at the moment? I just finished watching Taboo on Netflix. Okay, I need to check that one out. And are you um, a music lover? What kind of music do you like to listen to? Um, I listen to a lot of hip-hop and rap, actually, <laughs> which might be a bit unusual. Um, my Spotify uh, yearly roundup says that Drake is my favourite, but I also do quite enjoy British hip-hop. Okay, can you tell us some artists you like? Uh, well, there's Stormzy and Dave... You've got quite a lot in common with your other Devo team colleagues, actually. It's interesting to see what um, music tastes are coming up. Oh, really? <laughs> That's fun. I didn't expect that. Some great choices there. Last couple of questions. If you were stranded on a desert island, what three items would you take? Definitely take a lot of water. I need a lot of water to uh, function during the day. I would take my phone as well and then, of course, my boyfriend to keep me company. Excellent. Um, and what's the last movie you saw? The new Batman movie. Hmm, what do you think? I was actually uh, very pleasantly surprised. Uh, I didn't know what to expect about Robert Pattinson being the new Batman, but it was really nice. And where is next on your travel bucket list? Next on my travel bucket list is probably Texas, just because I'm quite keen on experiencing the, the Western way of life. Okay, excellent. Brilliant answers there. Thank you so much. Well, now we're going to move on to your working life. Now, before we started recording this episode, you've described your role as a ServiceNow consultant as your dream job. And you were convinced you were meant to be part of the digital marketing team. And somehow you ended up at Devo Team. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, I can. So for my master's degree, I studied IT and communication which is, yeah, it has an IT side, but it's it's more of a softer kind of uh, IT yeah, master's degree. And I was, I was uh, offered a job at a marketing bureau and I was convinced that I wanted to work kind of inside the digital marketing world. But something just kind of felt off with that and it, it didn't really feel like my skills would be properly utilized in that world. So I actually ended up not doing that and saying no to the offer. And then I came across the posting for a young professional at Devo Team here in Aarhus and uh, yeah, sent an application. Was so lucky that I got invited for an interview and met my current manager, Tom. And that interview then ended up being a, a two-hour chat just about me and life and uh, the Devo Team office, and it just left me with such a good and impression of it. Yeah, Devo Team uh, as a whole, and I really wanted to work here. So, wow, one a job interview that turned into a two-hour chat. That's that's quite something. I love that story. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Sometimes you think you have a plan, and then the universe comes in and has some other ideas for you. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I've never been happier that a plan didn't work out. Usually, I'm much of a planner, but this time it was really good. Well done, you went with the flow. So let's get into the nitty gritty now about working at Devo Team. We want to know what it's like to work in Denmark, specifically in your town. We want to know everything, what the culture's like, your colleagues. We're, we're going to cover everything. But first, let's start with your morning routine, Emily. So 
Can you tell me about your day? Are you a morning person? I'm really not a morning person. I try to, uh, what can you say, practice and make it as enjoyable as uh, possible. So every morning I get up, make myself a, a nice cup of coffee, and then I, I sit down. I have like a, a makeup desk where I can sit down and relax and then just uh, listen to a podcast while getting ready to leave. Okay. And are you working from home or going into the office? I actually always go into the office. It's where I feel most motivated and I like being around my colleagues and having someone to talk to and bounce ideas off and uh, it doesn't hurt that the office is in a really nice location as well. We've got like sea views and yeah. Sounds lovely. So how'd you get there? I usually ride my bike. It's a 15-20 minutes bike ride so it's good to uh, get some exercise there Uh, but if it's raining I will take the car. (laughs) Okay so you've had coffee at home and what about breakfast? Breakfast, I never have at home because I don't have time. So typically I'll go to um, the Grand Flock Cafe here at our office and I'll get a kind of a breakfast roll with uh, some cold cuts on top. Sounds lovely. And what kind of time are you starting work? And when you get there, what's the first thing that happens? So I started work about... 8.15, 8.30-ish. And the first thing I do is, of course, greet my colleagues. If I have time, then I maybe have a little chat with them at the coffee machine. Sometimes we're uh, on-site customers, uh, so we don't see each other. Like, for example, today I've been on-site yesterday and the day before, so it's nice to uh, have a little catch-up uh, with the others here at the office. And then I go directly into the daily stand-up with the customer I'm working at. Okay. And what is a daily stand-up? Are you standing up? (laughs) I'm not standing up. I could if I wanted to. Our desk go up and down, but it's a short kind of status meeting you have with the project team you're working with, where you kind of go through what's on the agenda today and uh, most importantly, go through if you have any blockers or anything that you need help with. Okay, I see. And do you always sit in the same place? We have free seatings at our office, but most of us are creatures of habit. So we pretty much always sit in the same desk. I sit at the same desk with my manager next to me and one of my co-workers who's at the same customer across from me. So, (laughs) Okay, so everybody does like to sit in the Mm -hmm. same place. It's it's funny that, isn't it? (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. So Emily, can you tell me a little bit more about your colleagues and what they're like in the office? Yeah, sure. So we've got Yen, who's one of the ones that I collaborate the most with because we're at the same customer and we do workshops together all the time. Then we've got Yebe, who's kind of the uh, comedian or uh, jokester, if you will. Uh, if people aren't in the meeting or if he's not in the meeting, you can almost always hear him talking or joking about something in the background. So yeah, good sport there. And then we've got Thomas, who's uh, always uh, smiles and jokes and stuff. He comes in and and gives everyone a a high five on his way in and also on his way out. That sounds like a very warm and friendly office, very Hugo, as you said. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) So you've had a, a morning with your meetings with your colleagues. Can you tell me about lunch? Is it too early to start talking about lunch? No, it's not. Never too early to talk about lunch. (laughs) I'm always a little bit hungry, so why not? So when it's about lunchtime, about, let's say, 11.27. Approximately (laughs) 11.27. 
approximately, yes. Someone always stands up uh, at their desk, and I'm not saying it's me, but I'm really not saying it's not me either, and then just uh, tries to gather everyone and says, it's time for lunch, let's go. Okay, and where are you going? Out of the building or staying inside? So we have a, a canteen in the bottom floor of the building. So everyone goes in a long line down the two flights of stairs, which is uh, separating us from our lunch. Okay. And what's the food like in the canteen? The food's good. Um, I think the best part about it is that you don't ever have to think about what's for lunch or having to bring something yourself. Usually it's like uh, there's a warm dish, then there's uh, some bread with cold cuts, and there's uh, a salad bar as well. So you can kind of mix and match how you feel like it. And how long do you take for lunch? We take half an hour. Okay, so that's not a particularly long lunch and can you all sit down together in the canteen or do you bring it back up to your desks? We usually sit down together in the canteen and and just have that as a kind of a a free time if you will to have a little chat uh, or discussions or something like that. And how many of you are there in total? Well we're in total about 30 people I think but people are all around the place visiting customers and stuff so I'll say on a typical day will be about 10 or 15. Okay, that's a nice number. And are there other offices in Denmark? You're in Aarhus, but are there other DevoTeam offices nearby? Yes, we have a, a DevoTeam office in Copenhagen as well. And there, there are about 100 or 150 uh, people. And sometimes we actually go there as well, just to uh, check in and say hi to our Copenhagen colleagues. Okay. And do you ever get to do more than just checking in? Do you ever get to do socializing or work projects all together? Yes, we do. Uh, work projects isn't that often because the Copenhagen office covers kind of that part of Denmark and the Aarhus office covers uh, Jutland mostly. But we get together for social activities. We've got Christmas lunches and we've got kickoffs and stuff and also workshops and stuff. Okay. And now I heard you've got a particularly nice roof terrace in your office. Are they kind of jealous of that or do they have something similar? <laughs> they don't have something similar and I think they are jealous. Sometimes uh, the Copenhagen colleagues actually go uh, to the Aarhus office. They say it's to visit friends, but I'm sure that it's uh, to see our offices and uh, and visit us as colleagues. <laughs> uh, so yeah. On the top floor of our building, we have a, a restaurant. I actually think it has a Michelin star. Wow. Uh, so it's quite fancy. I haven't experienced it myself yet, but they have a lounge, and that's where uh, in the daytime it's open for the people in the building, and that's where we have our rooftop terrace. That sounds really lovely. Great. And the views are good, presumably. What about the weather? The views are good. We've got views over uh, the ocean and over the city. The weather right now, it's not that good, but in summertime when it's uh, really nice and warm, we'll take our plates from the canteen and then go up to the 10th floor and enjoy it there. That sounds amazing. Thank you very much. In my head, I just had lunch on the roof. So that was really nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so it was a quick lunch. We're back to work at 12. And we want to hear about some specific projects or clients you're working with at the moment, Emily, to give us an idea of the exact type of work you do. So is there a project you can share with us? Yeah, there is. So I work as a ServiceNow consultant and ServiceNow is a platform that we help implement and configure for uh, large customers. And it helps them organize and automate processes. Yeah, just a little bit. This typically starts by being 
uh, in their IT department with their health disks and service disk. And then uh, it can really expand and be across HR or facility or the finance. And yeah. <laughs> it sounds like ServiceNow is, is really critical to helping businesses to run smoothly in all kinds of different areas. What do you think is the best thing about it? The versatility, really. You can use it for so many things and, and to aid so many processes. And yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> and as I understand it, it's got particular things that are kind of the same across any project, but also there are specific things that you can create that really just suit that client. So you can make it bespoke as well. Is that right? Yes, exactly. So lately I've been working on a, a project to help structure and automate process of wanting to connect to the electricity grid. And before we came in to help, this was a process that was mainly handled on mail. So yeah, this is not a process that's the typical plug and play kind of IT process, but something that we had to configure and kind of invent ourselves with the customer. And as I said, it was typically by mail. They had Excel sheets that went back and forth from the internal to the external and a lot of documents. So now we've built that into ServiceNow in a custom solution with also scripted interfaces. So they can utilize it in the best possible way that suits their processes and so that both the requester, uh, which is the external part and the internal part can work uh, most efficiently. So it's much more streamlined and automated where necessary. Exactly. Streamlined is a really good word for it. And you talked about speaking to the, the customer and really understanding them and what they need. So it's not just an, a techie IT job that you do. It's a real deep understanding of their needs and they must trust you a lot. Yeah, yeah. In Devo Team, we're so uh, lucky that we really are the trusted advisor at, at a lot of our customers or all our customers, really. And it's not only configuring or scripting or working in the platform. It's also advising the customer on how to build solutions and really discussing how they can utilize the platform in the best possible way. Mm. So this is your dream job, you said. So can you tell us a bit more about what you really love about it? Yeah, I can. I, I really like, yeah, again, the feeling that the things that I do helps the customers uh, achieving a much more efficient daily work life. So that's one point that I really enjoy. And then also the thing with DivoTeam is that we, we really utilize our team. So we help each other and bounce ideas of each other and share knowledge. And if we're ever stuck, there's always someone to kind of swoop off out of that and we can really create solutions. So it's not only helping your client, but it's also working with cool people who you can collaborate with to get that best ultimate result. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Well, as you know, this episode is part of a series where we're traveling around some of the Devo team offices on a nine country tour. We're finding out what it's like to work at Devo team, but also how that changes depending on where the offices are based and get a feel for working in different countries. So we've invited each team to give a gift to their colleagues in another country and to also ask them a question about what it's like working there. We'll be finding out what gift you've been given, Emily, a little bit later on. But first, let's hear the question for you. And that comes from Simone in the UK office. 
She wants to know whether in Denmark you're able to meet with clients and colleagues in person now that the effects of the pandemic are slowing down. So how have things changed in the Aarhus office and do you prefer in-person meetings or remote ones or a little bit of both? Here in Denmark, we've pretty much ditched the pandemic for now. So things are really on the way to being normal again. How nice. Yeah, that's really, really nice. We're enjoying that. So most of us are back at being on site at the clients. Maybe not as much as we were before the pandemic, but we are back. And we've been so fortunate that we've been able to see our colleagues here in the office pretty much all the time since the first lockdown ended. So that's been really nice. But I do think kind of the the attitude towards having to be on-site has shifted. It's like that both we as uh, consultants, but also at the client side, we've all figured out that being online isn't actually such a bad thing. Uh, and sometimes it can even be more efficient just being at your respective office and offices and meeting online instead of having to maybe go for a long drive to meet someone uh, in person. So it is a bit of both then, really? It is a bit of both. I, I definitely prefer uh, meeting in person because I feel like you can get a better feeling of uh, each other and yeah, feel the room and see if, if you're having a workshop or something, you can see if people are actually paying attention. <laughs> it can be hard to tell that if you're on a screen and you're zoning in, in a, on a workshop. But yeah, for the most part, I like meeting in person. But as I said before, sometimes it's just more efficient to meet online. Well, there you go, Simone. That is the answer. Simone works from home pretty much the whole time. So I think she shares exactly what you just said, though. <laughs> she enjoys that efficiency. But yeah, working in person, sometimes you can't beat it. <laughs> hmm. So we're nearing the end of our day in Denmark and it's been pretty busy. Thank you so much, Emily, for sharing everything with us. What happens after work? I'm interested to know whether the Danish Devo team office are a social bunch. We are a social bunch. We definitely do enjoy each other's company and and to meet after work and also have fun at work. So almost every Friday we go to the lounge area at the office and have a little drink. Typically it would be a beer or something or maybe a glass of champagne. If we've got that in the house, uh, sometimes we're lucky. <laughs> then we just uh, discuss the week and, and talk about what everyone's doing for the weekend. Champagne. So what types of events would get the champagne corks popping? Typically a work celebration. So if, uh, if we've made our uh, budget or something like that, we'll uh, celebrate with champagne. We're really good at celebrating in Devo team. That sounds good. That sounds great. And are all the, your socials around eating and drinking or do you get together for other types of activities too? A lot of them are around eating and drinking, but we do have uh, some more active activities as well. Once in a while, we gather the whole Aarhus office and go to uh, paddle tennis together. Okay, tell us more about paddle tennis. It's not really my strong side to play paddle tennis. I'm not the best, but I do think it's really fun. But we do have some really good paddle tennis players. And and you know, it's it's kind of a mix between tennis and squash. So you're in a in a box and then it's like a, a tennis field and you can use the, the backs to uh, bounce the ball off. And uh, some of the colleagues, as I said, are really good. Some think they're really good. <laughs> and then there's someone like, like me who's uh, not really that good, but thinks it's really fun. Yeah, sometimes it gets really competitive. <laughs> 
Do you have like a league in in the office with people's keeping track of the scores? It's not like an official league, but people do like uh, to keep track of the scores and and uh, mention it quite a lot of in the office if someone won. <laughs> okay, that kind of a league, I know. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. And and everybody else is standing standing around cheering. Either that or um usually we actually do have quite a few pedal courts. I don't know if it's called that, but pedal courts are booked so we can all play more or less at the same time. Okay. Do you go for drinks afterwards or food afterwards? Sometimes we've been for pizza afterwards. We don't have to get too healthy with the playing pedal tennis. So we have to balance it out with some pizza. That sounds lovely. Really nice. Well, it sounds like you've made some really great friends at work. And I love the the whole not competitive, but actually really quite competitive paddle tennis league. <laughs> so earlier on, I mentioned you were going to receive a gift from one of the other Devo team offices. And Simone in the UK office has sent you, wait for it, a Rolex watch. Now, Simone says she chose it because Rolex was originally founded in London. And she says Rolex is like Devo Team, all about quality and precision. But her main reason behind this gift was because it represents time, the fine balance of time. And it's a precious gift, giving somebody time. So the thought behind this present was inviting you to welcome in your perfect work-life balance and really enjoy your time with Devo Team. What do you think? I love that. Totally taking it back. Uh, who doesn't want a Rolex watch? Yeah, thank you so much to Simone. And I love the thoughts that she's put into it. And I agree that work-life balance really is important. We're fortunate that Devo team actually also uh, thinks work-life balance is, is really important. And just a little bit more about that. So is there something that, that the company does kind of officially to encourage that work-life balance with you and your colleagues? Well, both our, our managers and also our just our colleagues or teammates are quite, well, we notice each other. So if someone's working a lot or, or staying late hours, we'll make sure that everyone's doing okay. And if someone needs help, we'll be there. And, and our managers really take pride in honoring the work-life balance and making sure everyone has time for their own lives as well and not just the work life. Well, our time in Denmark is really sadly coming to an end. And next, we are off to the Middle East to visit Devo Team in Riyadh. Emily, you've prepared a virtual gift for them, haven't you? So what did you decide to give them? Yes, so I decided to give them a bicycle. And that's because biking around is such a central part of transportation here in Denmark. And you'll see bicycle paths besides the roads everywhere. And actually 90% of Danes owns a bicycle. So that's a pretty big number. And there's a fun fact that actually once a political party was, or they received votes because they promised a following wind on these cycling paths. <laughs> so they blow you along a little, make it a little easier. <laughs> exactly. Make it a little easier and make sure it's not too hard if there's a a, a steep a hill. <laughs> yeah, a steep hill. But I'll have to add that the leader of this party was also a comedian, so it wasn't really that serious, but they did get votes anyway. No wind machines set up at the at the end of the cycle paths. No, unfortunately not. I would quite have liked that though. Do people use electric bikes at all? Yes. People do use electric bikes. It's uh, it's quite a big thing. And at the Devo team office, we actually do have a couple of uh, electric bikes that you can book and use if you have some customer meetings in the in the city. 
Wow. And do your managers ride bikes? Is it kind of egalitarian, everybody? Everybody rides bikes. I would say uh, I just got a new bike last year, and that was one of the uh, top management people who got me to buy this particular bike because he had a great interest in it uh, or in biking in general. And it's it's not unusual to see managers having a, an online meeting on their bike, either just to get some uh, fresh air or um, on the way from A to B. Fascinating. Now, I'm not totally sure that Riyadh is a bike riding city. Have you thought about that <laughs> with your gift? Yeah, I did think about it and I'm, I am also sure that it, it will be too hot to uh, ride a bike outside in Riyadh. And also, I'm not sure if the infrastructure really uh, accommodates riding a bike, although maybe Dirk, he can change that or, or create a trend or something. But I'll include a, a home trainer uh, with the bike gift so you can pop the bike on that and then have a little uh, bike at home uh, in air conditioning. That is very thoughtful of you, and I'm sure he's going to be delighted. So we've also invited you to ask the Middle East team a question, and we'll hear Dirk's answer in the next episode. So is there anything you want to know about the Devo team family in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, I would really like to know how the uh, Devo team family in Saudi Arabia, how they feel like the culture in, in Devo team, specifically in Riyadh, uh, differentiates from other Saudi Arabian consultancy companies. Great question. Well, we will ask Dirk and find out the answer in our next episode. Thank you so much, Emily, for sharing your day with us. It's been really great to visit Denmark and absorb all that local knowledge you shared, especially around all the lovely food and drink, and to hear what it's like to work in Aarhus and be a part of the Deva team family. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me and come visit again soon. That sounds great. That is all from Devo Team N Platform's Travelling Postcard Series in Denmark. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Next on the tour is the Middle East, where we'll be taking a whistle-stop tour of Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. See you there.